What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about sex? That is what we are here to do. It's what we do every week. The same thing we do every week. Try to take over the world. With our penises and vaginas and... Boobs? Boobs. Nipples? And nipples and buttholes. <laughs> and tongues. Okay, stop. Sometimes ears. <laughs> yeah, back, I mean... Feet, in, for sure. Insides of the elbows. Yeah. The eyelids, inside the eyelids. Guarantee someone has got a, f- a thing about, like, like, like... The fluid like, on the inside of the eyelid? Yeah, like, like oh fucking an eye. God. This know? is not going to go over well. <laughs> this is going good so far. <laughs> I like this. What else can people fuck? Oh, God. Um... So you were gone. You were. You just got back. You were gone for about a week. Yep, learning how to write a porno. Weren't writing. Well, <laughs> I don't. It's that's not. No, you were. You went to a writer's boot camp. I don't think. Oh, you're, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a screenwriter's boot camp and learned that my story is probably a porno. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so. You're writing a movie. That's. I fun. must have more substance than that. I think there's lots of substance in that. Yeah. I think there's lots of substance to be had in that. Mm-hmm. You know, did I ever tell you, I've, I've told you this actually a number of times, one of my 
um, sort of like lifetime fantasy dreams career-wise is to become... You know I'm a, I'm a fantastic actor, right? I You're the best actor I've ever met. I'm, a, I'm actually a really good actor. Um, uh, that, that sounds so fucking vain. But I, I'm, I'm really proud of the work that I've done and the acting that I've done. You've done I, some really incredible stuff. And I've done some really good stuff, really cool, cool stuff. So I was like, you know, if I'm this good of an actor... <laughs> Um, why and my don't dick I be- looks like this, and my and my dick looks average, and but it's good looking. It's a and good looking abs, and I've got some abs. Yeah, I got a good looking like photogenic dick, mm-hmm. and I'm a pretty good actor. I could be the world's best porn actor. How well can your penis act? Is it a good actor? Uh, penis is a little. My penis sometimes. How does it take direction? Has a little bit of stage fright. Oh, okay. So that could get in your way. Could get my way. Yeah, I mean, in front of a bunch of people. Well, when I shoot the proof of concept, which is the short film version of the feature film I'm going to one day make, I will hire your penis for the proof of concept. Yeah. Test it out, and if it's, um, if it it's passes uh, the test. Yeah, if it can hold its own, then. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it does with the other talent. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, so you were gone for a week. Yeah. And you just got back today. Yeah. And uh, I was I was working this morning, so I wasn't home when you got home. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was really looking forward to seeing you. I haven't seen you for a week. I was looking forward to giving Eating you a nice hamburgers. big hug. And uh, so, yeah, I went and grabbed some food. You asked, you're on this keto diet, so you asked for a keto burger. <laughs> so I had to go to the burger place and say, can I get a burger, but uh, throw all the condiments out and uh, definitely toss the buns and just wedge it between some spinach and uh, maybe add a pickle and a tomato and uh, that's it. And they it were was like, so goddamn good. I'm sure it was. And then I had, uh, you know, so I brought, up, I brought some food home, coming to see my baby, mm-hmm. come in the door, I see Big B, our dog. I see Guy's dog, or, or shit, or the boyfriend that shall be not not be named. He's dead now. He's passed away. Blessed be he. He's done. Uh, I see his dog that he left behind on this earth because uh, we've been babysitting little Rosie. Mm. But there's no Bridie. And then I come around the corner and you stick your head of her bedroom and you go, oh, I'll be right back. I'll be right out. <laughs> and then shut the door and I'm like, what? I think it was more like, give me 10 minutes. Okay, well, it was something like Proceeded that. Proceeded by what? Why? What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? And, and then, I can and hear then, you peeing in the bathroom next door. And you're like, what's going on? You're, what are you doing? What are you up to? And so I text you. You text me and you go, I'm canning. <laughs> and, then you, and then the next text is, mmm. <laughs> and I'm going, canning? What does canning mean? And why does it taste so good? Mm. <laughs> but then I realized you said canning and then and then two M's, which meant, I meant to say camming. camming. So I come home and you're fucking camming in our bedroom, mm-hmm. which this is a first. Yeah, it is a first. I, I signed up for my um, my camming account like maybe four months ago and this is the first time I've ever actually logged in because it, it's a bit of a process and I I was really lazy about it. It took me probably at least a month to register to do all the steps and then, you know, there's that period of time where you're like, you don't really log in often enough to remember your password and then finally I like figured out how my webcam works and I was just like, today 
now is the time. I just smoked a little pot. I've been avoiding this. I'm just going to do it. Jeremy's on his way home with a burger. Without any buns, I'm down. (laughs) I am ready. Well, I just thought, (laughs) I got to figure out this interface because I'm not great with like that. So I'm looking at it and I've watched tutorials, but they weren't really relevant. So here I am looking at my screen and there's like all these boxes and it's like chat box and like paid chat box and then a bunch of little symbols I don't understand. And then just me sitting on my bed, looking at myself. Just looking into the webcam, scratching your head, saying things out loud to yourself like, how do I do this? Yeah. And then... I'm Names at- are logging into my room and logging immediately out. because like coming on going... I'm here, like my hair, I'm a mess right now and I have no makeup on and I just mowed the lawn and I feel... and I This hot girl with like, with like green stained hands from the lawn mowing and she's like kind of poking around at the computer and some like, some guy who's like perfect fantasy is a, is a computer tech savvy illiterate <laughs> woman. Who, uh, who just came, came in from gardening and is like finding her, her son's webcam and just can't quite figure out what it is. And she's working up a sweat. Yeah. So then she starts to take off her clothes. And uh, he's he's literally hit the jackpot, this guy. Yeah. So um, so, so, so you actually had people so watching. So Chris97521, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with me for six minutes. Um, he stuck around while I figured out that all you really have to do is like touch your boobs and like show your abs and, you know, do that kind of thing. Stick something in your butt. Yeah, I didn't do, I didn't get that far. Not that far? No, I Did was just trying to figure out how to use the thing. You're like, you're like, I, excuse me, Chris19317, <laughs> do you know how the interface of this, uh, this works? I mean, it's the back end. And he's like, just show me your tits. And you're like, okay, well, you just pull out one boob while you're still trying to work it. That's pretty much oh my God. exactly what happened. How much did you make? Uh, $6.43. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Oh, shit! Oh, baby! I basically just got paid $6.43 to learn a little bit about how the Babe, interface works. We are going to Steak and Stein tonight. <laughs> well, I got to pay my tuition. <laughs> I got to pay my student loans back. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. Uh, tell everybody your shtick, what your like your idea was. Oh yeah, so here's the thing, what I thought I would do and I this is one of the reasons I actually put it off for so long is cuz like I wanted to have my shtick down. Cuz like if you if you're a listener of the podcast, if this is your first episode, Uh, Our second episode we ever released was actually with someone who's a professional dom and who does a lot of camming. Mm -hmm. And she, her shtick is like, she'll do, she just gets like super fucking weird and freaky. Yeah. And she'll push the limits and do like wacky shit, like, like fuck a ventriloquist dummy or something. Or like eat a cow heart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I, and, and so there's like this performance art aspect to it. That's like probably Lady Gaga was a cam girl at one point. Anyway, I was like, this is what, because I kind of want to remain anonymous, but I want to have like a personality. So I was like, I have a blonde wig. And the clown, now everyone's going to fucking find me if I do this. <laughs> so I can't Keep do going. that. Anyway, a blonde wig, clown nose, and I will, I'll just be, like, I love to dance. So I'll just be dancing. And, like, well, you know, obviously, like, teasefully dancing, but in clown. Yeah, but I mean, I, sounds, sounds kind of hot. There is something to be said about the fact that you and I wrote a clown sex gag for our workshop oh in third God. year of university. We did. And we got shamed so hard for it. It got shut down Yeah, our teacher was hard. like, you're not ready for that. 
And That's so right. here I am. I'm um, also a, a really good clown. I, I mean, really, anything to do with the theater arts, I am very, very skilled at. You know what I love most about you? What's that? How humble you are. <laughs> But I know you're just kidding, but you're actually... I talked to someone at the screenwriting camp this weekend. She, she led a lot of the panel discussions. She's like a professional pitcher. So not baseball, but uh, pitching film. But mm. she's also a professionally trained clown and has clowned all over the country. I'm already in love with her. She, uh, she actually told me to email her and get a name of someone you should train with. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I would love to do that. Yeah, I, I actually, we, I love clown. I love and it. Then and then we, we write have a clown feminist porn. porno. Yeah. All right. And then we perform it. We workshop it on your webcamming thing. And then we move to Amsterdam and work on the revolving, uh, um, uh, what's it called? I saw a sex show when I was in Amsterdam with my, my first boyfriend and there was one, it just basically like for an hour, you'd watch one 10 minute act and then another 10 minute act. And at the end of the hour, those acts would start all over again. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. And they're, and they're sex acts? They're having sex. Wow. Yeah. But like with little scenarios. So one, it was like Batman or Superman just fucking this girl on a revolving platform. We got to go to Amsterdam. Like yeah. I, we have to go to our one of my best friends lives over there. Yip, yeah. Yip Lutz. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Yip and watch some Batman and Robin have sex. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's let's move on to. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say this. We had a lot that to cover today, mm-hmm. and I had this written down. So last week on the episode before we threw it to L, Bridie and I talked about a newfound interest of mine. And mine. And yours, yeah. But not together. Not together. Um, but I got a little graphic about my the, newfound interest. Yeah. Talking about spit play. And I got to say, I'm a, a week out. I'm feeling a little self-conscious that I put that out into the air and in, into the into the world. The, yeah. In, the interwebs. Yeah. And not self-conscious because I think it's going to come back and bite me. Self-conscious because... It's like everything that I usually would share on stuff like this, like pot, like the sick boy or, or, or turn me on. It's like anecdotal from back in the day. And it's stuff that I'd had like time to kind of like sit with for the most part. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty fresh. Yeah. This spit thing's pretty fresh. And so, and what happened was we released that episode and I get a text from someone and the text is like, Whoa, dude, I literally was gagging as you were describing the spit cum swap while I was scrambling my eggs in the morning. First of all, maybe not the best podcast to listen to while you're scrambling eggs. Just saying, eggs are gross. Uh, And then then I go into Lululemon down on Spring Garden Road. uh, Where you're an ambassador. No, let's not talk about that. Uh, (laughs) But let's just talk about how Lululemon's awesome. And Mm -hmm. they're a company that I I love. and, And there's a lot of my friends that work there. And... I go in and my friend Sarah, like, I'm not even in there for a minute. And she comes up to me and goes, so the spit thing, <laughs> like, like, as in she's going like, what the fuck, dude? Uh-huh. And I just like, oh, it made me just feel like, oh, my God, people are, people just think I'm a total. You're making people uncomfortable. I'm making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think I'm making people uncomfortable. I mean that's what the show is about. If if it made you if it grossed you out, hey, 
Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot grosser things out there. Yeah. And and if it did gross you um, out, then maybe maybe there's something there for you to sit and think about. Um. I'm sure uh, there's some folks out there that are equally as grossed out about me talking about BV. There you go. And you've talked about having BV. And I've talked about that. And it is, it's, I find it kind of gross. And it turns out that um, some of you also find it pretty gross. And we heard about that as well. Yeah. Got some feedback on that. And uh, not that people wrote in were like, ew, don't talk about BV. No, I got, I got this great long email from a gal and the, the, the subject was BV, BV is a vibe killer. And I 100% agree with you. Absolutely. And she offered some really great suggestions, things that have been suggested to her. But the the real effing bummer of it all is that uh, there doesn't seem to be much understanding about where it comes from, um, how to treat it, how to treat it so that it goes the fuck away, and why the symptoms might be sticking around. People are just like, yeah, well, once you have it, you're just going to be you know you're gonna have this kind of discomfort for the rest of your life is what i've been told no 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 like bv is not fucking rocket science yeah it's not it's not like we're not talking about like 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 a genetic dude you can fucking get rid of that well here's the there's a way i was treated exactly but what i've heard from a lot of people so i had it in october and um i did seven days of antibiotics for it and for the most part, it went away, but it kept symptoms would come back in waves, which I've recently associated with my cycle. So, you know, I get a call today from my doctor. I get I get tested for BV pretty much every time I go get my STIs done because these symptoms have never really totally gone away, and it's always tested negative. But um, I went last week, and I go every month, as you should too, if you're a little bit of a floozy like bridey here um and just you know it's a responsible thing to do and uh and this time it tested positive so BB's it's either back. it's either back or here's my theory um is that that it's never really went away but now it's at a level of detectability that they're like oh yeah we can treat that but even on the phone the doctor was like you don't have to treat it if you don't want to why wouldn't you why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's like, what do you mean if I didn't want to? I've got fucking gunk coming out of my vajayjay, and yeah. it smells like a like oh. a raw sewage fucking... It definitely does not smell like raw sewage. Oh, I don't know. Hot wharf, I believe, is the oh, that, yeah, that, was, that was going for but, whatever uh, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hot raw. No, no. Um, but yeah, she said, yeah, you know, we don't... We, you can, we only really recommend you treat it if you're pregnant, um, but there's not really any... Blah, blah, blah. I think probably the reason she said that is that a lot of people don't have drug plans. I don't have a drug plan. So I went in to buy my round and it was 35 bucks. And that's not in everybody's budget, actually. It's not that bad, though, too. It's not that bad, but it's yeah. not in everybody's budget. And uh, anyway, now I'm on a 10-day thing. And just so you know, you can't start taking the meds until you've been off booze for three days and then you have to stay off booze for three days once you're done or you will be violently ill mm. so there you have it folks uh bridey has a a hot wharf for a vagina oh i like God. having no, my cum spit back in my mouth it's leave really us alone bad. okay just let us be my god yeah you, um, you probably pick your nose and eat it uh but i i yeah i mean we're, we're putting ourselves out there and you know what bride I, now that I've said it out loud, 
and expressed to you that I feel a little bit embarrassed about saying what I said. Yeah. And now that you've taken a moment to talk about your hot wharf of a, a, a pussy, I think we are doing a damn good job. And this is exactly what this podcast is for, is just to be fucking open and talk about the things we like and don't like about our fun bits. Uh, yeah. You really can't be easily humiliated <laughs> if you're going to be talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I, I was talking to a guy at my screenwriters boot camp that I've worked professionally with, and um, he was there pitching some a web series about actually um, about online dating, which oh. would be really really cool for a lot of us to mm-hmm. see. And uh, anyway, he was just talking about you know nerves about pitching, and I was giving him advice about yoga, you know, breathing and acting and breathing and public speaking and as i walked away i was like oh that guy has heard all about how i have breastfeeding fantasies and um that and knows that i have bv so i thought about that i all the way home i love that i love what we're doing Mm -hmm. it's so silly uh speaking of what we're doing uh the last episode that we had with l after the whole spit fiasco, yeah, uh, we talked about vaginismus, uh-huh. and uh, holy smokes, we had a lot of people write us. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of people write us about their experience with vaginismus and uh, their frustrations with it. Um, that episode spoke to a lot of people, and and if you did write us, uh, just know that we read every single email that comes in. We thank you so much for writing in, and um, and I think that we had one guest write in. Uh, Soph, mm-hmm. who shared her experience, and she, she had some pretty interesting stuff to say. Yeah, so I'll read it. Um, she says, My vaginismus took a different form from Elle's. Mine was mostly a physical rather than a mental or psychological trigger. I had never been able to use tampons growing up, and when I tried having penetrative sex for the first time, it was exactly like hitting a wall. I was too scared to go down there myself, so I went to a doctor to have it checked out and found out that my hymen was unusually thick and the opening unusually small. It could only fit a Q-tip. I ended up having surgery to remove that tissue, but even after I had healed, I still encountered the hitting the wall feeling when I tried penetrative sex. I again went to a doctor, actually a few, but all they said was to try relaxing, using lubrication, using foreplay, all of which I had done, and asked me if I was repressing any traumatic experiences, even recommending therapy, which I knew I didn't need. I didn't understand what was wrong with me, and I felt so broken and alone. Eventually, through a lot of internet researching on my own, I was able to find out about vaginismus. Thanks, Reddit, and was referred to a doctor specializing in pelvic floor physical therapy. After that, over the next year or so, I worked with vaginal dilators to slowly desensitize and train my muscles to relax. I realize now that the scar tissue at my entrance was very sensitive, and the pain, or the anticipation of the pain, would instinctively make me clench up. With a lot of frustration and practice, however, though, I was finally able to have penetrative sex right now besides a little tenderness sometimes i'm completely able to engage in and enjoy sex what frustrates me about this whole experience however is how little people know about the condition the word vaginismus itself is a catch-all term for painful and it or impossible vaginal penetration, though there can be a bunch of different causes, whether physical or psychological. In some areas of the U.S., there aren't even doctors who know the term. There's just an ir- uh, There is also an underlying expectation that I came across that women are supposed to experience a little pain during sex. We're told that as girls, but then when we have sex, we don't know what an acceptable amount of pain is, and if it hurts so bad, uh, we, it makes us cry, we think that's normal. 
Same thing goes for period cramps and endometriosis. I came across so many women online who had waited till marriage for sex, then found out it was really painful for them, but put up with it for decades because they didn't know it wasn't normal. So yeah, that's a hugely big bummer. Um, Vaginismus sucks. Yeah, but it she makes a really interesting point, which is that it's not the only thing that causes pain for people during sex. And lucky for us... Um, we have some really educated <laughs> listeners in uh, an interesting field. Isn't that neat? Yeah. We have a, um, <clears throat> well, we've got Dr. James Cantor. Of course. People remember Dr. James, but he's tuning in. Yeah, he sent us some cool stuff about he, gender. He did, and bisexuality. I'm hoping to talk to some of the uh, some of the colleagues that he sent us. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe sometime we take a trip to Toronto yep, in the yep. near future. Um, but uh, we also have some... Sex professional, lady professionals out in uh, BC working at the University of British Columbia. So hi, Shauna. Thanks for um, getting um, your fingers on a keyboard and sending us this message. Yeah, Uh, Shauna the sex professional. I can't imagine you are anything but super busy because you work at the UBC sexual medicine program. And Is uh, Shauna a doctor? Yeah, she's a physician that specializes in sexual medicine. What the fuck, dude? How Sexual cool is medicine. that? I know. And she sent me a website and I went and I checked it out and I was like, whoa, look at this list of sexual dysfunctions. And yeah, um, painful intercourse was one of them. And uh, yeah, she brought up that, that there are a lot of causes or there can be several causes for uh, painful sex for both, for all genders. And um, that the sad thing is that many doctors are still super uninformed about it. And uh now we know that we just have for, uh, just for the listeners just read the fucking examples oh yeah. that she used of she what said, doctors are saying she said we still sadly hear horror stories at the clinic of women being told by their doctors it's all in your head or you just need to have a few more glasses of wine before bed and that will take care of it oh my goodness. or you just need to love your husband a little more i mean i love the know, i love the frowny face that you put after that I under, I agree. That's a that's a problem. People are being told that. But um, moving forward, we're hoping to have uh, we're hoping to have questions that we can't answer that we can direct to Shauna because she's so um, graciously and passionately uh, yeah. stated her interest in. She did. She sent us topic. a separate email that basically said, uh, "I am going to offer pro bono full time work uh, just to answer the emails that come in for Turn Me On podcast." And she said, if you can get enough emails that will literally fill uh, 40 hours a week of my weeks, <laughs> then um, I, she said, I will personally answer all of them and send a, a, a care package in the mail to all of those people. So just... Actually, you know, she's moving in with us. She's moving back to Halifax. That's right. She's city. also my new girlfriend, uh, <laughs> Shauna, the sex professional. And she's bisexual, so I am also seeing her. That's right. We're, it's a very happy family. And it turns out she uh, is into camming as well, so the three of us are going to do We're some gonna action. We're going to start a show. It's going to be on Chatterbait, and it's going to be called uh, Two Poly Babes and a Sex Pro Medicine. Babe. That's a terrible title. Fuck. That's okay. I'm off my game today. <laughs> um, but no, Shauna, uh, Shauna has, uh, you know, I, I, I love this idea of, of, of if we get a question, a brain boner that we really just don't feel qualified to touch on, mm-hmm. um, that maybe Shauna will lend a, lend a little... Expertise. A little, yeah, a little expertise. Yeah. Um, speaking about expertise, this week's conversation 
has nothing to do really with any of that. <laughs> this week, we're talking to a good friend of ours by the name of Connie. Uh, that's not a real name, but she I has sure... a very professional lady job that she does not want uh, her bosses to know about. Man, I don't even think we got into her work, but her work, it's she's a scientist. Isn't she? Connie? No, she works at the bank. <laughs> I thought she was a scientist. I think we just gave away too much. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, Connie is a, a fucking fantastic storyteller. And uh, that's why she's one of our good friends. And we hope you enjoy it. Enjoy. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This red is a little less murdery. Then the red, the red that you like. If I, if I don't even know if this is going to be on. If we're going to keep this on the sh- on the podcast, but people are probably just so fucking tired of hearing about it. But the red you like is literally. It's just death. This is what you want in the room, and then, and then that. Um, what color? Do you not feel like your life is in at risk? What are we calling you again? <laughs> Connie. Oh yeah, Connie Lingus. Connie, I love. I'm sitting it. here with Connie. Calingus. Last name is it? Last name Lingus. Yeah, that's the per- the correct pronunciation. Connie Lingus. Yeah. Um, I feel like you this know it's funny more... because that kind of sounds like Connellingus. Conal- you, you'd think so, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Two names that you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, Connie, uh, what do you think of the lighting here? I, I I think this red is more seductress, but the uh, the red when I walked in is maybe more the color of genitalia, kind of. So it maybe suits. 
the color mm. of whose genitalia? Yeah, whose genitalia is, is, is glowing? More... Is glowing like a sort of like neon purple? <laughs> Doesn't your guys? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what color do you have? An aura that you can that has been told that you have a color to? I was just hanging out with a boy this morning who told me that my aura was purple. <laughs> and uh, wait, you're are we talking about your boyfriend? Yeah, who shall not be named? <laughs> yeah. He honestly said that for real. Oh well, we were. I we were just. I was just asking. We were getting. We were making fun of how I said I was going to go full Pisces on him, which <laughs> okay. is uh, yeah. like super hippy dippy. Yeah. And um. And then we were talking about each other's energy and because uh, your boyfriend, who shall not be named, yeah. uh, he doesn't come off as the sort of. Uh, uh, what, 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 like he's not a very woo woo type person. You he's know? he's not very, but he's a little bit woo woo. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Scorpio. My sure. best match. What are you, apparently. Connie Lingus? What are you? <laughs> I'm a Leo. <laughs> really ah. self absorbed. Oh, really? And uh, jealous and the center of attention. Yeah. Does that does that actually describe you at all? No. Yeah. You, are you a very jealous person? Um, I feel like if there's no communication, it Mm -hmm. it opens the door to be jealous. But if Mm. you're like, I'm going to go hang out with my best friend, that's a check. I'll be like, okay. Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm so, okay. So Connie, you're, uh, you're, uh, I would, I would consider you a good friend of mine, Hmm. you know, even considering that we don't spend a whole lot of time hanging out. You've never met before. Uh, (laughs) You didn't know her name until she walked in. (laughs) Um, but, uh, and you had mentioned like, I don't know, I, I think we were texting back and forth the other day and you, I don't know how this started. I think you sent me a photo. Oh, yeah, that's right. You sent me a text photo of a dude you found on Instagram. This is one of my favorite oh, Tinder. things. Yeah, on my on, or, Tinder. So, yeah, t- Instagram, Tinder, not Instagram. Pinterest? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things is sharing some of the like, just batshit crazy, um, tinder profiles that exist out there and so we've fallen into doing this uh, <laughs> together and you sent one and it was a it was a person in a bear suit oh yeah <laughs> and it said um tom 32 <laughs> ever been fucked by a fat man in a bear suit if you're a thin chick you can dress up as a tree if you're a thick chick you can dress as a picnic basket or a pot of honey and that's it. And it's just a photo of a bear suit. Like yeah. someone standing in a bear suit. He doesn't look that fat, to be honest. No. Uh, and that killed me. I died. And then I sent you one. And it was um, it was just a picture of someone's pregnant belly. Ooh. And all it says is, it's a boy. <laughs> what does that mean? It means she's having a boy. That's a boy. That's her belly. She's, I think she's looking for a dad. Ah, for, for the boy on Tinder. So, uh, if you're if you're a dad out there, if you're a, a wannabe dad out there on Tinder, uh, start swiping Halifax. Um, if you're not in Halifax, pay for Tinder Premium and uh, set your location to Halifax. And there's a lovely lady out there um, looking for a daddy. Find your lifelong happiness. That's right. Yeah. So, Connie, you're currently single. Yeah. I mean, like, like single and mingling. Yes. And uh, you sent you sent me a text telling me about how you're going on a sex vacation. Yeah, you said that you were disappointed that I didn't swipe right on Tom the bear suit. That's right. And I was like, well, don't be too disappointed because I just booked today a sex vacation. A sex vacation. Yeah. 
Um, where? To Toronto. It was sexy a sexy place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Brian and I have had some sexy times in oh, Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So is this sex vacation like at a sex club? Is there an itinerary? Um, there is there's just a like a regular person itinerary and then if we feel that we're sexually compatible then we'll just intermingle okay. sex all through it okay and and are the activities um sort of pre-chosen or are we just talking about you're going on a vacation to toronto and you're probably going to have a fair amount of sex yeah so we're that's basically what it is i've never had i never had sex with this individual before but we've met we get along really well and we've gone maybe seven or eight days now of sexting Mm. and just uh this vacation's not for quite a few weeks and so the anticipation's just slowly gonna are you gonna like sext uh skype or have any sort of relief of that pent up i I feel like um i feel like it's increased so uh exponentially that we like we really are gonna have to get there before right too long. well here how, bef- how about let's put uh, let's put a pin in this in the in the sexting slash sex vacation hmm. and let's rewind a little bit because connie lingus you <laughs> miss lingus uh, <laughs> do you prefer miss or miss <laughs> you have um you have a really interesting sort of life in terms of like your sexuality um, it's, I think it's quite different from Bridie and, and, and mine. Um, and, <laughs> and I always forget about this. Uh, so let's, let's go back way back. Cause you were pretty, you were like pretty oppressed, right? In terms of like your sexual self, your sexual being when you were younger, like, did you come from like a really, uh, conservative family or what's the deal with that? Yeah. Like, I think you'd think if I'm going on an open sex vacation that I came from a really, liberal background mm-hmm. but i was raised extremely religiously um oh christian okay he had uh, jehovah's witness oh wow jehovah's witness. yeah um oh, i have so many questions <laughs> yeah. and so one aspect of that is that uh you don't have sex before you get married mm-hmm. so i got married when i was 20 because obviously i really wanted to have sex with the person i loved and that just happened um now when you were younger than that yeah um had you okay so you you did you identify as a jehovah's witness like were you like fully in i was fully in into it yeah talk about that i um so they (laughs) they, uh how's that work (laughs) so jehovah's witnesses you don't get like baptized when you're a kid you have to choose and dedicate your life and show that you really want to live your life as one and then once you do all that then you be you can get baptized as an adult okay um, so I went through all that when I was like seventeen. I think I got baptized. Okay. Um, really bought into most of it. So you were like gung ho, kind of stoked on. Yeah. Is it Jesus? Are you guys yeah, into Jesus? Jesus. Okay. okay. He's in there. Stoked on Jesus and and what have you. He seemed all right. Mm-hmm. I mean. And up to this point, you're seventeen. You're you're a blossomed young woman. Hmm. Uh, are you going to like a public high school? Um, well, my mom's very crazy. So I was homeschooled on and off okay. growing up. So I, I, on, and <laughs> on and off. She'd get tired of it and just kind of stop for a bit yeah. and then come back. She sent to me it. to like alternative school for grade 10 because she knew high school was out of her realm of teaching. Right. But alternative school was school for drug addicts and pregnant teens. Okay. <laughs> and then for grade 11 and 12, I went to regular high Which school. Which I believe in the book of Jehovah, <laughs> that is the perfect description. That's the description of hell, is yeah. you're going to 
a high school for pregnant teens mm. and drug addicts. Yeah, I just great. can't imagine you like bopping around in the hallway of school, just like wide-eyed and just you know taking it in. Yeah, yeah, because Connie, you like people can't see you, but uh, for anybody who knows you and knows that you're doing this podcast, like you're very, um, you're a very like pleasant person to be around. You know, like very gentle level. Very gentle, very soft, very sweet. Thanks, so guys. to picture you <laughs> as a Jehovah's Witness teenager walking through this fucking school. Sea of drug addicts and pregnant teenagers. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I won all the school awards. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, the not pregnant yet award goes to... Yeah. So, Connie Lingus. Yeah. <laughs> so you were stoked... Uh, enough through your childhood and adolescence to want to go through this and be baptized yeah um at 17 Mm -hmm. and then you graduated from high school did you go to university no um they don't really encourage secular like education so i joined the workforce right away okay wow okay so so were you um before you know before we get to your 20s um were you sexually exploring in any way whatsoever like maybe kissing boys or like holding hands or uh, jerking dudes off i mean any of those things i held my first hand with a boy when i was 18 years old whoa wow (laughs) okay and actually i thought of the story walking here i thought you might both enjoy it so there's a a book that they give young adults to help you grow up to be responsible and it's like how to handle money and how to find the love of your life. And then there was a chapter, two chapters on masturbation, but it never explained what it was. And so I remember going to my mom and being like, it says not to do this, but what is it? And she was like, just read the book, it'll tell you. And I read the book like in depth like a few times and it never explained what it was. It just said that it was super selfish and God doesn't like it and you shouldn't do it. And so, like, eventually I kind of, like, did some Googling and found out what it was and just knew that I wasn't supposed to touch myself ever. So and you s- never did? No. Oh, you just straight up, um, you went with it. You yeah, were like, I was, nope. but, I'm a good kid. Well, yeah, and also, like, a, like well, you've been talking to people who started masturbating, like, in their, like, at age six and age seven, so, and it's, like, almost stumbling. You're not at that age picking this up from television or movies it's just like oh i found this thing that feels good so mm-hmm. this just did not cross your path like i think there was a couple times when i was like what i'm doing right now feels good but then i was like oh wait book says this is bad I'm right right um yeah and you didn't encounter and we had the internet i guess but you didn't encounter people like i remember asking my stepmom at probably age eight like what a virgin was because i saw it on tv and she was like i'll tell you when you're older did you ever have like my mom was very, even though she didn't encourage me to go to university, she was very well educated. And she, so she was very um, matter of fact. And so like, I knew, I knew anatomy really well. And I knew how, where kids came from. And all, like, I knew the basics of everything, but I didn't know it in like a, an emotional type of way. It was more just educational. Hmm. Um I wanted to save this, but but you just said something that I have to call you out on. You said I know ana- I knew anatomy really well. Can you just tell me? Um, or you know, you know what? We let's let's wait. We Let, we'll get, get there. there. Uh, so you, so you, okay. So you don't you hold a hand at eighteen, and then you're like, man, I need to get banged. Uh, so who's gonna marry me? Yeah. Is that is that actually what it was like? Like you just like, or was it, or were you were you really aching to like start a family? 
Um, I never wanted to start a family, but I met uh, I met someone and I expected that we'd spend our whole life together. So they get and because there's so many things you can't do until you're married, like dating periods are very short. Like you date and you're like, yes, I want to spend my life with you. Let's get married. And it's all usually within like a year or less. Okay. So mine was and I was married almost this year it'll be 10 years ago. are you still married no i'm divorced now okay i was gonna say i had no idea first of all i had no idea you were married but um, i think there's a lot there's a lot of people that don't know that connie lingus was married yeah i think that's wild yeah you know what i'm just gonna say because uh, Stu told us he was married on his S- podcast. Stu said the same thing. And, and I, also coming from a very religious background, and it was the exact kind of same story, really. Yeah. And I really love that particular tidbit of information about people's past because it boggles my mind to think about having been married and then to have been divorced for some time. Like the idea of that and the spans of time passing for that to be a thing of your past just like completely blows my mind especially that young yeah right how long were you married um i i left him right before i turned 25 so it was like four and some years okay so what was the marriage like wait can i ask one other question yeah did the book that explained how to find the love of your life help you pick this particular partner out well he he was very um religious and studious and very gentle and kind so he just it seemed that was in the checklist on the book? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. How was the marriage? Um, well, to kind of, if we're going to maybe stay on the sexual train for a little bit. Let's like, do that, yeah. So, never had sex. We made out a bit, but not too much because God. And <laughs> Did you guys kiss like that? Did you ever watch that weird video, those two people that like... Uh, they're getting married and they kiss super weird and it was like super cringeworthy. It was going. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Okay, but I had one thing that I carried a lot of guilt for it until I left the church. Is that one day because we always had a chaperone to make sure we didn't do anything inappropriate. The chaperone went to the washroom and obviously went poop because it took a real long time. <laughs> Duh. <Yeah. laughs> and so, um, just from making out, I made my fiance at the time come. And that- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, okay, that's <laughs> awesome. But you had a chaperone with Always. your fiance. Yeah. What do you mean? Because they the desires of the flesh are strong, so yeah. you always had someone around to prevent you from making your fiance come on the couch. So wait, whoa, you wait. would go on dates, what? yeah, and there would be a third person at the table. Often, well, not what like if you went to a public place where you could have corroborating people around, you were fine. But I couldn't like invite him to my house if no one was home. Oh. And and it was like this until you are Married. wed. Yeah. Whoa. That is so... Wa- and so who's the... Who are the... Who's the appointed yeah. chaperone? Is it just people that are like, well, I'll, I'll take uh, the chaperone duty this week? Yeah, I was like, well, this movie came out. I'd like to watch it with so, uh, this guy, um, which of my friends will come watch it with us so that uh, we can do that. Wow. Whoa. Okay, Someone so from the, the same church, yeah. like same... So your 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 chaperone's like, I gotta take a shit. They get out, and then you guys are like, quick, let's make out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you weren't actually supposed to make out. Like, you're not actually supposed to do anything until the wedding ceremony is over. And like, then, you can, like, you can kiss, but anything that's going to lead to sex, you kind of Anything that's going to lead to coming in your pants right <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. So did he, did you know he came? Yes. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I felt real bad for and a long did time. He, did he, like, do you think he kind of panicked? Yeah. 
He was like, I think he probably, yeah, he definitely prayed about that. Wow. What, like, what, wow. What a, what a, and honestly, like a fascinating, it's just so different from any reality I've ever known, especially right now in my life. Like, (laughs) so far removed from like anything like that. It's so wild to me that that is, uh, and that's a thing. And like, I think a point that, I really found the most frustrating, especially as I started to leave the church and him is like going back to the masturbation thing. And that's not something that you can do. That's something that he really felt compelled to do. Like, obviously he was a young man and he felt so much guilt because he would jerk off sometimes Uh, that it destroyed his self-esteem and his uh, self-worth because he would occasionally jerk off and he thought he was the worst person in the whole world. Like the whole time I knew him. So was he the same age as you when you guys? He was six years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, did you guys have sex the night you got married? We tried. It didn't work very well. Didn't work. No. Did, it did. Is it because he just didn't know where to put it, or? Yeah, we could use some lube, um, mm. which we didn't have, and neither of us really knew what we were doing. Right. And so that was like that was fine. We were exhausted. But then, like, we went on our honeymoon, and then the first night of the honeymoon, we actually had sex, and he was like, this was the best thing in the world, and I was like, fuck, that was awful. Like, oh, I, no. and that was, and that was set the, that set the sexual bar for the entire time. Oof. Oh, no. The so whole why marriage. Was, yeah. Why was it so awful? Like, it just, um, like, I didn't know what I wanted, and I didn't know what felt good, yeah. and he just did what felt good for him and didn't know any differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And Which really isn't much. I mean, you just, you stick yeah. a penis into a vagina, and it just feels great. It's not, it yeah. doesn't really take much, especially if you've never, like, if you, like, maybe jerked off five times in your life, like, I can imagine that he was just elated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, oh. did you, like, for the wedding night, did you, like... <laughs> Like, had you talked about it with anybody, like, before it happened? Like, any some sort of planning? Oh, just very mildly. I remember someone told me I could put a pillow under my hips to kind of position better. Okay. But that's the only real solid piece of advice that I remember. And I didn't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, what about, like, lingerie? Because I know some people buy lingerie. I know. I, I did. I bought very virginal white lingerie for the event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so fascinating. I actually just read something online about um, uh, the tradition of wearing a white dress to in your wedding. And this is just like, I'm totally pulling this out of my ass right now, but something to do, some sort of ceremony of presenting the white sheet, white bed sheet with after blood. the wedding night with blood on yeah. it. To and show if there was that, no blood on it. To show that her cherry was popped. Yeah. Yeah, to show that she was indeed a virgin, and her is it the hymen? hymen the had, hymen had been torn. So doctors so, were like fashioning fake hymens out of for, uh, for all those pig bladder. Yeah, for all those floozies out mm, there uh, who were, they were really nervous because sometimes you don't fucking bleed when you lose your virginity. It's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal, right? But uh, I don't think yeah, I don't think Katie bled when we when we lost our virginity to each other. Mm, I can't remember. I probably bled, <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, actually, no, I, th- I was circumcised by that oh, point. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so did you, out of the, did you say four or five years of uh, the marriage? Like four and a half. Okay, probably. so out of the, out of the almost five years, did you, did you come once? Um, 
not from sex with him. He, like, obviously I was very frustrated um, with our sex life. And so he went out one time and bought a vibrator, not for me to use alone, obviously, but for us to use mm-hmm. together. Now, but then, in the eyes of God, is that kind of sketchy? Like, no, now, that even was though fine. you're married, that's okay. okay. And it was kind of um, something else to kind of keep in mind is even though it wasn't explicitly said yes or no, it was up to your conscience if you could have oral sex, which could be considered unclean. And so mm. he felt that oral sex was unclean, so we didn't participate in oh, that. Oh, didn't go down on you. Either. And you, and you not you, no. on him. Huh. So was it pretty much exactly the same routine every time? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, eventually, uh, I would use the... I broke the rules eventually when I was in my early 20s and use the vibrator on myself and it was like hallelujah <laughs> it was like hallelujah yeah. hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate thanks um so you can't even masturbate after you're married. No. Oh fuck. Jeez, that is a lot. That is a lot. So, do you think that? Um, well, so I'm curious to know, like, why did the marriage end? Is it? Is it? Was it because your? I mean, I'm guess it's because it, like, you're no longer a Jehovah's Witness. No. Okay. Um, and and did the marriage end because you were kind of falling out of uh, out of your your own faith? Yeah, like we, I'm not from Nova Scotia and we moved here um, and that move was very difficult and we were already rocky in our relationship and then moving to a place where I didn't know anyone and he knew people yeah. um, was a big challenge and I didn't, I had a really hard time connecting to the church here and so then I really started to fall away because I made all these non-Jehovah's Witness friends and mm. then eventually got, I was in a really bad emotional place and eventually had to cut ties and leave really abruptly and was that was that a liberating experience it it was um there was still a lot like i remember like in the first week that i left i was like i'm gonna have real sex even though i was emotionally a disaster and then i did and the person was very unkind Mm. and that was still and then maybe the next three or four people i had sex with it was all awful okay um so like um, I was free to do what I wanted, which felt great, but I was expecting certain things to automatically be good that were not. Mm-hmm. And so that was frustrating. Was the process of like, of leaving your marriage, like how long did that take from kind of when you knew it had to happen to actually having it happen? It was maybe nine months until I left um, where I just got more and more, like I drank all the time by myself at home and like I was just depressed and um, a bit suicidal, honestly, until I left. Oh, wow. And it was maybe nine months to a year after I left um, until we got divorced. Okay. Um, because to to cheat on your husband um, and to not be repentant about it uh, means that you get excommunicated from the church and if on your friends and family that are still Jehovah's Witnesses can't talk to you anymore. Oh, right. So it wasn't just leaving him, it was leaving my whole life right yeah Yeah. is that the case like how you're not involved with the church anymore and that seems to have coincided pretty much at the same time as like you leaving your marriage um what happened with your family so my mom is a Jehovah's Witness and I haven't talked to her since 
And so, and all my friends growing up in that, I don't talk to anymore. So kind of, I restarted my life around the time I turned 25. Whoa, Connie, I didn't know any of this about you. Yeah. So fascinating. Do you think, like, what do you think about when you look at people who are still, still have that, or who have that faith, who are in that world? I mean, do you see any sort of, of your own a reflection of your own feelings of dissatisfaction with how it was going in your peers that are still in it? Um, like I, even though, like I've said a lot of negative things about it, I think there's a lot of good things about that. Like I wouldn't be the maybe gentle level-headed person I am right. now if I wasn't raised that way. Like it did a lot of good things for mm-hmm. me. Um, and if, if you can believe it and be happy in it, then like perfect, good for you. And a lot of people I knew met the love of their life and they're happy. But there are a lot of people, like a lot of people... I grew up with, I began to notice we're on antidepressants. And when I started to go through my issues, they were like, well, you just, just go on antidepressants. And I was like, really? Like, I'm not. But it's like, it was just this common thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is kind of just part of life. Like you have a chemical imbalance. And I'm like, maybe, I think it's more just that I, the. It's a specific my, life yeah. that I'm just not, yeah, not like up for living. Yeah. What's your faith now? Um, I believe in God, but. Like, well, I believe, I believe that this beautiful life that I live and the things I feel and going outside and seeing outside, I don't think is by chance, but that's maybe as far as it gets for me now. Right. And do you, do you, do you uh, subscribe to any sort of denomination? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you're a spiritual person? Like, is that kind of a part of your quest in life at all to... I don't think it, I don't think it really is right now. Mm -hmm. So what is your quest in life? <laughs> well, so uh, so so the the marriage ends. Yeah, you have these like shitty sexual experiences right off the bat that yeah. just like weren't really working for you. Um, now I know that you semi recently have have just gotten out of a, a sort of long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, how soon after your 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 divorce and these like shitty sexual experiences until you met your your last boyfriend um it was only like two and a half to three months after oh, it was pretty quick yeah it was okay. pretty quick and he was he's obviously i dated him for quite a few years he was great mm-hmm. how old are you now sorry i'm 29 i'm turning okay. 30 soon okay cool um so i met him and it, it was great we hit it off he was very kind and um we had sex and it was great and i came for the first time having sex with a partner Um, that must have been cool yeah it was pretty pretty sweet Um, he must have felt really like that must have been really fun for him as well so (laughs) yeah i I feel like it would be i feel like that would be such a i would feel so um i feel like you, you would just feel like you're doing the ultimate favor for someone like you're just you're you're totally hooking someone up like he probably felt like he was on the top of the world yeah well, I it's was like, like i love making someone come knowing that they've come a million times so to be like i made you come for the very first time in your life like mm-hmm. with another partner i feel like man what a high fiveable mo- moment yeah, that would he be was probably walking around with a spring in his absolutely <laughs> yeah he was singing the whole day whistling away um, but I think it became very clear because he, he enjoyed going down and he enjoyed, he wanted me to tell him what I liked, but I still at that time had no sweet clue what I liked, right? Yeah, so I want to now, <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to rewind because you were like, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty aware of like anatomy. Uh, why don't you tell us 
how aware of anatomy you were. <laughs> like, I, I know where my ovaries are and stuff, but there was one time when he was like, we're uh, making out and he was like, why don't you tell me where your clit is? And I knew I knew it was a pop quiz I wasn't ready for, so I just kind of guessed. And he was like, "No, that's not where your clit." Where is. did you guess? Her butthole. <laughs> I don't even know where I pointed, but it definitely wasn't it. So uh, did you? Did he? Did he kind of run that down? Like, did he, was or did did he help? Like, was he like, all right, let's let's go to the let's go to the Google, let's Google. No, I think he he kind of, I I think it was a frustrating time for him at Mm. that moment where he wanted to make me happy and I didn't know how. So he was like, you need to go do some research. And he's like, watch some porn, look up some stuff online, check yourself out, and then tell me what you like. So Mm. that kind of um, maybe sparked a more healthier sexual relationship with myself. Yeah. Yeah. What was that process like? Like that sort of self-education? Um, well, I, I became, I started to realize I really enjoy porn (laughs) (laughs) and that was something like, it didn't last for very long, but especially in the start of our dating, like if I saw something I really liked and really turned me on, I would, we wouldn't watch together, but I'd send him the link or whatever. And then he could see what I enjoyed. What kind of stuff were you into? Like what kind of porn were you watching? Um, I think like I, I kind of always go to the female friendly, friendly section. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember what it necessarily was then. I think I used to be into a bunch of lesbian porn, but that kind of died out. (laughs) It's a great entry (laughs) point. It's it's a really great entry point. Uh, There's only one real, like, um, girl-on-girl video that I ever watched that I I was like, this is legit. They, it was Sasha Gray and some other girl, and it was not a show for anybody. Mm -hmm. They were just, like, just having a time together. It was quiet there was no fucking talking they were slow and it was probably like a 20 minute video Hmm. of course i like made it maybe five minutes in but it's it is interesting though because the you know porn is not it 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 really is not the thing that you should be looking at to be like what sex yeah yeah exactly because it's it porn is made to just look good right Mm -hmm. so like we're men mostly for men exactly so it it not it's not necessarily going to feel good for i mean maybe anyone involved um but funny that it was a net like you were so oppressed that (laughs) the porn that you were watching was like yeah fucking blew my mind like it was it was great stuff um that being said, like, I visually enjoy a lot of porn as well, even though I know that if I was in that situation, that would not feel good. Right. Yeah, like, I was very aware watching it that um, what maybe um, it was not realistic at all. And I never, like, thankfully watching it, I wasn't like, oh, I need to look like this or I need to be mm-hmm. completely bald for a man to like me. Or, right. like, I kind of understood where the lines were, but still could visually like it and see different positions and see where a clit was and and grow from that (laughs) uh was anal ever a thing like even growing like i know that people like i've heard about uh religions that are like oh well i can't have sex but you can stick it in my ass because god won't no know about that he doesn't hang around back there yeah yeah. um well that no that definitely was considered unclean but i also remembered a story so in we had church like three times a week when i was a kid and a lot of church a lot of church and there was there sometimes there was really pointed discourses if they heard something wrong happening in the 
community. community. And I remember when I was a teenager, there was a discourse on mutual masturbation. Yes. <laughs> they heard that it that it was taking place. And I remember like being like 15 and being like, what? And like being horrified at the time. Yeah, who would even think of that? <laughs> what was the fear of like where when you felt bad about that or like when your fiance felt bad about like coming in his pants, is it like the God lightning. doesn't love it's, you anymore? No, no, lightning coming oh. down and, and striking <laughs> well, you no. dead. But it, it's like, uh, you know, God created your body and you should use your body to honor God. And so that's fine to do in, in the course of marriage in certain ways. But if you go outside the confines of the marriage arrangement and violate how he wants you to use your body then you're disappointing him you're disappointing him yeah. but you can ask for forgiveness you can yeah. repent but but you don't want to disappoint god yeah i can't imagine anything worse yeah <laughs> <laughs> lol <laughs> um i grew up very religious too by the way not jehovah's witness i was i grew up in a christian household so i and i went to church definitely not three times a week but way more than i wanted to mm-hmm. after a certain age and um, it definitely, it, it wasn't, I was Anglican, and I think I feel like the Anglicans are the most chill Christians that there are. Like, they're not really hung up on long church services or, like, asking for forgiveness for things. It's very, the women women can be priests, can't they? Uh, yeah, in, ministers, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mi- oh, yeah. Ministers, is um, they call Yeah, ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a general, like a real good community vibe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never felt guilty. I never felt a guilt. Like I, my first boyfriend was Catholic, and he talked about Catholic guilt mm. and how it affected him. And I was like, oh, I yeah, that. I grew up a Roman Catholic, um, but I don't think they really got to me enough. You know, like they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't touch me, uh, and they also didn't touch me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, like I just wasn't. I didn't speak to your soul. Didn't speak to my soul. Uh, but uh, this is this has nothing to do with anything. Here's a crazy fucking thing. Maybe you've like kind of came across this uh, Connie um, when you were uh, doing your like I don't know service or Sunday school or whatever when you were younger. But when I was in Sunday school, this is one of those like repressed memories that popped into my mind when I was an adult, and I was just blown away. I went to Sunday school, and we had this really old Sunday school teacher. He was like he was like quite an old guy. And he was a little bit odd, like a little weird. Um, and and one day he comes in and he goes, all right, uh, children, today is a special day. I'm going to show you something that not many people have the opportunity to experience. And he was like, I am going to let God speak through me. Uh, I will be speaking in tongues. <laughs> and, then, and then he just stands up, rolls his eyes into the back of his head and starts like, you know, like the fastest blabbering through his tongue. Like, I mean, I, he could have been speaking Latin. I don't really know. When I was a child, it just sounded like, but he did it so fast and so hard. And it was like, like borderline, um, possessively scary, you know, like kind of like, Ooh, this is kind of like the exorcist. And then he stopped and was like exhausted. And he was like, okay, we're done for the day. <laughs> and, I remember just like walking up being like, that was crazy. Like you'd think that God could speak would English. just speak fucking English. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we had no idea what he said. Like, what's the point in that? And then I remember having that, like remembering that memory uh, when I was, you know, much older and being like, oh my God, that's one of the fucking craziest things I've ever seen in my life. 
This dude spoke tongues. Speaking of tongues. Yeah. Uh, Miss Lingus. Yes, yeah. Miss Lingus. That's a good, good segue. What? What? Um, what was your first? Do you remember your first experience giving a blowjob? Um, I do. I think it was the that like couple of days after I left my husband, and actually, I felt like I did a really good job. I had done some research beforehand, and um, I worked like a charm, but it was still horrifying for me because I'm very polite and I I couldn't swallow because come gross me out. Like, this the smell, and like I just I couldn't swallow, but I didn't want to spit it out, so I went to the washroom to spit it out, and he thought that was the most hilarious thing on the planet, that I went to the washroom after he came to spit it out. <laughs> and he, he laughed for 20 minutes. Oh, like, obviously, no. it's just, obviously, it's just, like, the endorphins or whatever after you, like, that probably yeah. contributed, mm-hmm. but, like, the first time you give someone a blowjob and they laugh for 20 minutes. Oh, like, and you're I, just mortified. I was mortified. Oh, well, what's the deal with spitting as well? Like, where would, where else would you spit it if you I guess people have it? said, like, on the Spit on his dick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I... I've been really into spit lately, and so I just spit on him. Like, I mean, you know, what is he? Yeah, 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 blah. Your yeah. own cum being spit on you? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm into spit too right now, actually. But yeah, I think we should probably talk about that on uh, foreplay. Okay. Yeah, it's right. bit, yeah, it'll be it'll be maybe a little too intense for people though. Maybe. Well, we'll have eating to talk breakfast or yeah, we'll have to talk about it. Um. So so things things are going well now. Coming back to the the like long term boyfriend, things are going kind of well. Um, but obviously, uh, you guys you guys broke up. Yeah, the relationship ended, um, and this was kind of recent, right? Like this was you guys have your end, relationship ended like back in the fall, like mm-hmm. September. How long had you been together? Like four and a half years. Ago. Oh, okay, yeah. right. And so you are now back to kind of where we were earlier, dating. Like Trying single, out. Yep. yeah, ready to mingle. Um, but you said something interesting to me today that I never actually knew as well, which was you've you've made this commitment to not be in a relationship for one full year. Yeah, like I I think I very like I'm a naturally monogamous type of person, um, and but like went married too young and then immediately after that broke up basically went into another long-term relationship mm-hmm. um now i'm at the end of my 20s and this is i think a pivotal time for me to really get to know myself and i was like you got to try to spend a year living alone dating finding out what you like i, I like that i like that you had the the foresight to like make that decision instead of instead because i feel like for a lot of people it's like um Oh, I like I need the comfort of all I know is is long term relationship and like I need the comfort of being with someone or going to bed with someone or mm. you know um, going through winter and Christmas was a particularly challenging time mm. for that to just be alone and everyone like everyone you I know was out of town for Christmas and I was just like this is the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Do you how do you like process that stuff? Do you write or like talk to friends or I I had I have some pretty supportive friends and like I'm part of the yoga community and a lot of people really came together and knew that it was a challenging time for me Mm -hmm. um, and really came to check in on me and like their families would like FaceTime me in case I need to talk to a mom like it was really it was really Mm. supportive that way which helped me get through it yeah now you're dating 
Yeah. Are you just like on a? Is it? Are you just riding the bang train or what? Um, I'm not too bad. There was there's a couple times where, uh, like my whole life since I was since I've been 25 is now all these firsts. Like I celebrated Christmas for the first time and had my first one night stand and got my first tattoos and like everything is a first. Mm. Um. So how exciting. Recently, I had my first pickup from the bar that I took home and then, like, sent home later. Like, Sweet. I heard about I, this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's all very liberating, I find, it, as long as I'm honest with myself about what I'm doing. Did the one night stand, like, how does that work? Because I actually don't, I've had one and I don't really recall it that well. Um, do you, do you, does the guy, like, want to stay and then you're like no please leave or is it just like it's understood that you're just gonna come over and bang and then leave like what's the etiquette there i i, I enjoy the physical contact so i kind of wanted him to stay and he was like should i go and i was like well it's like i'm not gonna ask like do yeah. what you want and he chose to stay which made me happy and like wait we're on snapchat now <laughs> we're snapchat friends but like that's <laughs> it yeah so you guys still talk yeah he called me freaky which was Fun. That was also a first. What did you do? That was freaking. I think I would just the blowjob was real, real good. Wow. So yeah. you oh, so you really did do your research. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, I went to a workshop at Venus Envy. Oh, that. there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. Now, is did he say? Did you ask him? Were you like, why do you think I'm freaky? Or are you just assuming it was the blowjob? Uh, no, he he set, repeated back some specific wording that I might have used that he appreciated. Nice. Oh, yeah. so, oh, so you were like, are you, are you a talker? I was that. <laughs> I was that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did that feel when he called you freaky? Were you like, was it kind of a point of pride for you? Were you like, well, I'm yeah. like, he probably told his friends, like, oh, this old, super freaky older lady took me home and gave me the older time lady. Of- <laughs> what the fuck? How old is he? I don't know. He was like a young, younger young- than me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's fun. That yeah. was really fun. Uh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about was how um, I've had a couple conversations with you now about like. Why do, I don't know why we always talk about your dates. Like somehow we always end up on talking about your dates. But you were, was it you that was talking about the this like book? You went on a date with a guy and he brought you to his house yeah. and he was like, "Check out this fucking yeah. book I have," and it's like this giant encyclopedia of a made up world. Yeah. And something that you said to me that I never really thought about was like a go-to for someone like on first dates, like the thing that they always do with their first date to kind of like, I don't know, you know, gauge the situation or try to To impress impress or reel them in. I've never really thought about ever doing that. And this idea of the, like the encyclopedia thing. Do you remember the name of the book? Oh, it's a super weird name. It's a, it was the coolest thing. When you showed me, I was like, I'm, I love this guy. Like I want this book. I would let's, let's go fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> and then you were saying that you have this game and you, so you have your own little, my first date type thing that you do. Yeah. I, I did. That's not why I bought it, but it works really well for people that I bring home. It's, uh, it's called table topics. So it's this nice little box and you pull out cards and it'll have like fun questions. Like what, celebrity do people say you look like or what's more important um having beliefs or acquiring knowledge um and like there's light and difficult questions and it can really help you get to know each other and you can spend hours doing it yeah it sounds really fun yeah. it's called what's it called table topics yeah i bought mine at strange adventures okay downtown yeah i like that i like the idea of that do you Brady, do you have any of those like uh your go-to things oh <sighs> Go to things for a first date. Yeah, 
I mean, no, no, I don't. I think I do. What's your thing? I think my thing is I've got these two um, tabletop books. One is a, it's a oh, Helmut yeah. Newton book and it's massive. It's like 400 pages and it's also like the size of a table. Like it's a big, big book. And it's just a lot of like, Helmut Newton's like this f- fashion photographer and he takes a lot of nudes and he's also really obsessed with um, uh, like high heels and feet and breasts. Like that's his like thing. And so it's a really beautiful book and uh, you got it for me or my sister got it for me for my birthday one time a long time ago. I think you actually bought it at the bookstore down the street in Toronto from where you live. Yeah, there uh, we go. Jamie. And so that I've actually used that, but I never thought about it. Until after I spoke to you, uh, Connie, <laughs> about uh, the things that, that we were just talking about. And then the other thing is this James Jean. Uh, he's an artist, and I have a bunch of his art here in the house. And, and on your body. Yeah, I have some tattoos of his art. Um, and I, I like to show that one off as well, because it's a lot of, like, really... It, it reminds me of table topics in that it makes you... Like, his art really makes you question things, and, and it makes you think about weird things. And so, like, to go through that book and see what you know the girl who i brought home like thinks about it and like what kind of thoughts it brings up and stuff like that yeah like i feel like this this guy went on a date with that showed me the super cool book if i was just like ooh, that's weird like that probably would have been like okay this isn't like absolutely um but if you're willing to engage with someone on something that obviously they care about like those like that art or whatever um that just maybe deepens things a little bit. That's interesting because I I think actually one thing that always comes up on first dates with me is my family. I have a really like large, extended, complicated family tree and it almost always comes up because someone will be like, oh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? And I'm like, like, well, my dad has 10 kids and my mom has four and there's several parents involved and blah, blah, blah. And I like to talk to other people about their family and their upbringing because I think that's a really interesting way to get to know people. But, um... That's not sexy at all. Hmm. No, but it's interesting. Yeah. And see, and and table topics isn't sexy at all, right. but it's interesting. And some weird made-up encyclopedia of a world that doesn't exist isn't sexy. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And I, right? And so that, and yeah, so you're, you kind of were just nailing it on the head. And like, I find um, people's intelligence really, really sexy. So like, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not going to be a long-term thing, but if someone can have an in-depth discussion about what's more important, knowledge or belief, and talk about why they feel that way and articulate themselves, I find that sexy. Mm. So it just opens up that level of attraction. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, so Becca and I have been, have been seeking, uh, we're basically like exploring adding somebody else to the bedroom and like having sex with, with a third person. And we're going through this process of like, how do we find that person? And so we're both using Tinder, but like our bios are pretty much the exact same. Um, and like the hope is, is like, well, maybe we'll just both swipe on the same person, which has actually happened twice (laughs) now. Um, but like the, I don't know how to, I don't really know how to flirt with people. Like I've, and I've never known, I don't even know what flirting means to be fucking honest with you. Um, so my thing is I just, I always just talk. I just have like stimulating conversation. And like, that's how, that's how I, uh, that's just how I like engage with people in everyday life. So that's how I would engage with people like on Tinder. Whereas like, and so Becca and I are talking about like how this is going to work. And she's like, ah, I feel a little weird about like, 
you having these like really in-depth conversations with people. Like, let's keep it really surface level and like flirty and kind of sexy. And I'm like, oh, but I, but I don't know how, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, that's all I can do is just have, is just have like interesting conversation. Good thing you met me because I was voted biggest flirt in my high school in grade 12. And that's otherwise probably nothing ever would have happened between you and I. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you made the first move. Remember that? Did you, I? Yeah, you did. Asking you to the winter sleep concert? Uh, no, no. I mean the first like uh, you you planted your lips on mine, like. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. In your apartment. Yeah. Good times. Uh, so okay, so fast forward present day. Present day. Connie Lingus meets this guy on Tinder. On Tinder, and he's like, "Come to Toronto, and maybe we'll just bang all weekend." It it didn't it didn't escalate that quickly. Like we had a nice a nice lunch, and I took him to see the ocean and the park. And then he was like, "Oh, I have this cool job. I got to leave town today." And then that was it. And we had like he asked if he could kiss me, and it was amazing. And then that would just that seemed like that was the end of it. And I was like, "Well, that was a really beautiful afternoon that I shared with a stranger." Um, but then I couldn't let it go. And so I sent him a message a few days later and then it kind of, we talked about food and we exchanged jokes. And then... (laughs) This is my joke. What's your joke? (laughs) I'm not even... I'll show you my joke if you show me yours. (laughs) Um, And then it just, like, he made a comment about cuddling one day. And then, like, last weekend, he was like, how do you feel about me going down on you? And then, like, from that moment, it was just... Zero to a hundred? And, like, we kind of, like, we talk like all we text all day now and we're just like we've never and it's just the distance i think in the anticipation but we're both like this we've never wanted to have sex with someone more than we both want to have sex with each other yeah and i'm like like i don't believe in fate but i'm like this kind of seems like a sexual fate thing like we're meant to have sex a bunch of times yeah yeah so you're gonna go up to toronto and see this gentleman i booked it it's kind of scary but wow when do you go uh, right before my 30th birthday. Okay. Yeah, this summer. Um, and you're still on the no relationship. Yeah. Even with year. this guy, like even with things kind of getting hot and heavy. Well, like he, he travels a lot for work. We don't live in the same city. Like yeah. I'm not. It's not an ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like there's other people that I've seen that I think um, that I've gotten along with really well and want to settle down and maybe I'd consider it, but I also need to give myself the space to wait till fall and they can either honor that and then try mm. again then. Well, that's really exciting. Yeah. I'm, I, and you know what? I love that you, that you came in here to like, I mean, it's fun. There's so many people that listen to this podcast that don't know Bridie and I. And so, um, and, and we oftentimes have people in here and talk to them and we don't know them. And so to have one of these kinds of conversations with someone that, that I do know um, and learn so much about you is it's it's like i'm really grateful my favorite too there's like already an established comfort (laughs) level of like walking in even though i don't know you that well um yeah i i'm curious as like what have you not done yet that you want to yeah um well actually i like i have a list of things that i wanted to do before 30 um and some of them are tame like go to a baseball game or like skydive and uh there's nothing really sexual well there's maybe a couple sexual things that i would try but and <laughs> well that's here <laughs> and they are well I've, I've never tried anal i heard it's great i, I actually have had some props for it for years that i've never, never used, used them. them what about like fingers and stuff 
Um, uh, someone used their finger one time, but didn't ask permission first, and it was kind of super uncool for okay. me. I wasn't at all prepared. Right. Um, and that kind of turned me off. Um, and I have a lot of health problems, so it makes timing right tricky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but right person, right time. Yeah, I'm super Down into it. it. If you ever want to talk about it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super into it as well. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. I had my asshole eaten out this weekend, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. How's Freshly that feel? waxed asshole licked how did that feel amazing yeah yeah were you on your hands and knees uh no <laughs> no i was on my back okay yeah on my back getting a blow job and then kind of like tugged the balls up and went went for it went for it yeah so took, did it blind yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard not to get your like nose <laughs> right ball, in she there. was wearing ball, a set of ball goggles oh great yeah. that's smart well yeah it's just like Holds the balls out of your eyes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like yeah. your eyes can still be open, and all you get is yeah. like ball skin. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, disgusting. What else? What else are you interested in trying? Um, well, something that I want to try. I just there's no particular reason why I haven't done it yet, but I've never I've got never gotten high. Oh, I know about this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so it's just something I feel like it's time. I just want to... So I've picked a friend that I feel really comfortable with. Um, and this this gentleman in Toronto, I know, likes to likes to smoke it up. And yeah. so I'm like, well, if I can get comfortable before that, then that's something that we can do together. Yeah. That's fun. Have you Are ever you- smoked a cigarette? I did when I was drunk one time and I barfed everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say, sometimes sprinkling a tiny bit of tobacco in is kind of... Like I... I, I'm a pretty regular smoker, I would say, uh, of not tobacco. And um, I've noticed recently that sprinkling a little bit of tobacco in it is helpful for me because I, if I smoke a whole joint, I get way too fucked up. Now you're talking about smoking a joint and not edibles. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I Whatever. ease myself. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sex uh, when high is one of my most favorite things. <laughs> the sensations are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just even though I'm, this is kind of backtracking a little bit, a point that I really enjoyed about my conversation with this guy is like we've really obviously hyped up sex with each other, and we're like, what if it just doesn't? Like I was super hyped about sex with my ex husband, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, and like I'm just going there for a week. Like what what's going to happen? And we actually had the conversation that we know we can make out. If sex isn't something that clicks for us, then we plan to spend the week making out and cuddling and doing all this fun stuff. And That's like, awesome. Mutual masturbation and like all of those things. Sometimes like I found it can take a little while to get the groove of someone's body and their body language. So like maybe it doesn't feel amazing the first time, but then you get to know. You do. You get to know it. That's that's what I've I you know that's what I've learned over time is that. It takes a bit of time to get, yeah, to find someone's groove. Yeah. You know? So I'm like super stoked that, like, obviously I hope that the sex is super great, but if it isn't, then that, that worst case scenario is still like a pretty yeah. fucking yeah. good case scenario. And cool that you guys already have that, uh, you know, s- uh, settled on, you know, so that it doesn't have to be that sort of thing where it's like you go and the sex, if it sucks, then you're like, fuck, I'm here for the week. Yeah. And you got yeah. communication down yeah. too. Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest hurdles in sex. So this is my big 30th birthday present to myself. Bash. It's this food and sex vacation. Well, how about this? And, you know, you do, I'm, not, I'm not putting you on the spot. You can think about it, but... I'll be expecting a late night phone call. <laughs> well, I, I will be expecting uh, maybe after this trip, uh, you come in back into the studio and we can make our foreplay segment. The, uh, the An update. Yeah. Connie mm-hmm. Lingus's sex trip and how it went. Because the people... We'll, we'll want, want to know. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, Connie Lingus, thank you for coming in today. <laughs> no, and no problem. I'm very honored, Miss Lingus. <laughs> yeah, uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another uh, fascinating conversation, as always. Uh, Bridie, why don't you tell everybody where they can find our shit? Uh, you can find us online at turnmeonpodcast.com. There's a couple of contact uh, forms there if you want to be a guest on the show or if you have a brain boner you'd like us to contemplate mm-hmm. aloud on the microphones. Um, we're also on iTunes where you can uh, t- download episodes, also rate and review and, and subscribe. subscribe. Um, those things are extremely helpful for us uh, moving forward and growing our little married podcast. Yeah. We're also on Instagram. And Facebook. And Facebook. Uh, we Twitter posted kinda. a bunch of bums today. Yeah. And so go sure. on and over and check out all those bottoms. Um, and uh, that's it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.